ranch dressing. At some point, we will have this expose. Scientists have wondered for decades. The news really? is now out. Who steals a cheese grater? Decent question. A Kentucky man asked. We'll get to that also. My point is, I'm trying to tell you, there's lighter fare than mental illness and guns, Trump impeachment, etc. Oh, Catholic Church? Damn it. That's some heavy stuff. By the way, the cheese grater thing, properly known as Armstrong and Getty's colorful, colorful redneck theater. Stay with us. Speaking of theater features, it has been ages since we did chat, chatty checkout theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a, a a beloved feature on the Armstrong and Getty show. It sure was. <sighs> Thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> we have a submission for Stupid Checkout Theater that is as entertaining as it is troubling. Uh, I uh, Maybe we can squeeze that in a little bit later this hour. You know what? Uh, uh, ripped from real life, uh, the meeting, the, the interchange at the checkout stand. I feel like I can tell... With uh, near 100% accuracy, whether or not it's a uh, checkout person who who just is friendly and likes people and likes to talk versus whether or not they were told by bosses they need to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems very clear to me, yeah. the difference. Yeah. I dealt with one of those medical check-in people yesterday, you know, that they, they have your insurance changed, et cetera, et cetera, who I believe was in the midst of his suicide as he was dealing with me. He was as... Glum, disinterested, and borderline hostile, as you can imagine a human being being, unless you are mortal enemy. <laughs> and do you appreciate that? Or? I mean, it's like I showed up at the Target store and recognized the prison guard who used to beat me back when I was on cell block C. It was just, just poor son of a gun. Start drinking at work, dude, or something. Get pilled up, smoke pot. You shouldn't be that unhappy. Poor bastard. I felt bad for him, ultimately. Uh, also coming up, uh, <clears throat> San Francisco International Airport attempting to crack down on cabbies peeing in the parking lot. Oh. And Eddie in San Diego with some of the most astute political analysis I have heard uh, recently. Fantastic. Eddie, great email, dude. Really good. And, you know, maybe you heard it somewhere else, but I haven't. Speaking of politics, Duncan Hunter, new polls out. Have that for you coming up. Go. Many accusations there. So part of me hesitates to even get into this because it's something we've dealt with so many times before. We don't tend to be the March organizing show. We don't do like activisty stuff like some people do. I don't know. Maybe we should. I don't know. There are logistical issues since we're on a couple of places, but um and it sounds like a lot of work. That's that. The Los Angeles Times, no conservative uh, beacon, certainly, with a scathing article a couple of days ago about the uh, California Crony Express, the, the brown doggle, the non-bullet train that will never exist and is merely a ginormous theft from taxpayers. And it's one of the great in, uh, and it certainly will be by the end of it, one of the great in uh, national history right up there with the bridge to nowhere in Alaska. Oh, yeah. Or the great, uh, what was the thing they had? The up big in- dig in Boston or the uh, right. the, the Seattle, the, the big tunnel thing, yeah. The California bullet train project has cost state taxpayers an average of $3.1 million a day over the last year. Wait a minute, progressive friends, I'm talking to you right now. There are plenty out there. God bless you for your patience listening to this show. 
you want uh, food and medicine for the poor. And though the poor are richer than the middle class were 50 years ago, you want mental health help for people in need. You want freaking free insurance for illegals. The homeless situation. The home, right. Counseling for homeless people. Affordable housing for homeless people. This is about you. Good governance is about priorities and money and where it goes. There's only so much money, I know. Just because it's an effing Democrat in the office doesn't mean you got to agree with everything they do. Right. Jack's right. There's a limited pool of money. Sorry, I get fired up about this. California bullet trains cost state taxpayers an average of $3.1 million a day over the last year. A construction spending rate higher than that for the Bay Bridge, which was an astounding scandal. It quintupled in cost or quadrupled? Um, A higher rate than Boston's Big Dig or any U.S. transportation project in recent history. But it's still not enough, according to planners. In order to hit its 2033 deadline and $77 billion budget, <laughs> $77 billion, that's hilarious, the High-Speed Rail Authority will have to increase daily spending by up to nine times over the next four years, or risk putting the already delayed system further behind. In other words, uh, they're looking at $27 million a day necessary to hit the fanciful 2033 deadline and the hilarious $77 budget figure. But outside infrastructure experts are questioning whether even $27 million a day under the plan would even be possible. That burn rate is ludicrous, said civil engineer James Moore, director of the University of Southern California's Transportation Engineering Program. It is so far outside standard experience that it doesn't make sense to assume it will occur. Parenthetical thought, folks. Keep in mind, this is for a regular speed train that duplicates the many dozens of airplanes that zoom back and forth cheaply and way faster than this idiot thing ever could. Well, then that's now. What's the transportation situation going to be in 2033? And there's no way it gets done in 2033. That's the rosy, optimistic outlook at this point. So they're holding more hearings to whether the rail authority can manage to avoid engineering problems resulting from the state's complex geology. It can't. In addition to the construction hiccups typical of any project as it links L.A. and San Francisco Bay, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and the actual price is expected to go even higher than those ridiculous estimate, estimates because they depend on the current prices of a pound of steel, a cubic yard of concrete, an acre of farmland, or an hour of an engineer's time. In 10 to 15 years, those prices are subject to unpredictable factors such as import tariffs, labor shortages, litigation, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. If the uh, rail authority misses that target date of 2033, it will raise the project's tabs by as much as $2 billion a year. You know, part of this is way too much um, detail because it is still my belief this thing will never, ever exist. It can't. It, well, That's always been my thought. I, right. I, I don't think there's any chance I or my children will ever ride a, a bullet train in California. Yeah. At least not this one. No, no. And, and here's, here's the key, a couple of key factors. Voters approved the project in 2008 amid much fanfare. With backers, and I don't think the uh, presence of Barack Obama on the ballot is a uh, coincidence. I think you got a lot of starry-eyed young people who are enthusiastic but don't think things through. They're not experienced enough. They don't know how government works to vote for all sorts of fanciful butterfly crap. Anyway, uh, passed no way with much fanfare with backers saying the bullet train would connect far-flung parts of California in transformational ways helping guide generations of development, et cetera, et cetera. It was supposed to cost $33 billion and eventually reached from Sacramento to San Diego. Well, now they've, tr- well, they've 
double and a half the cost. And if you don't think it'll quadruple five, six, seven times, you're a fool. Um, now the route connects only San Fran to uh, Los Angeles with a completion date pushed back 13 years, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and of course, you know, I, I should have the uh, the verbiage in front of me. It was promised that it would only go forward if there was private uh, investment, significant private investment to equal the government money. There is no private investment in it. None. Because it is a, a absolute sinkhole of wasted money. And yet it continues. That's how corrupt Corruptifornia is. And I should organize a march or a, or a, or a cry-in or something. I would just like people to go to the polls and vote like non-freaking morons. That would, that's my activism. Go to the polls. So, uh, that young guy that shot up that video game, uh, the e-game tournament. Um, what's his mental health history? How did he get guns? We got a text from somebody who tried to kill himself last year. How did that affect his opportunity to get a gun? Wow, last year? Yeah. Yikes. Um, when do you want to do Redneck Theater, though? I kind of like the idea of... Uh, Colorful Redneck Theater? We could do that coming up. Let's do it. I haven't heard the story. Sounds good. It's a clem in the news. A clem in the news. He has a righteous gripe, too. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is the pressure at e-game tournaments too much for players to handle and leads to shootings? No, is the answer of anybody who's a grown-up. But yes, is the answer of the media who's stupid. More on that coming up. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, a little politics coming up. Eddie in San Diego with some great analysis of the McCain office building move. Okay. Simple show of respect for an honored American. Or is it? Rename the Senate building, which oh. is a pretty big deal. Or is Well, it is a big deal. Or is it? A simple show of respect. First of all, though, this poor fellow, and yes, calling a guy a clam and a redneck is the last vestige of making fun of somebody in America. You, uh, poor rural whites. You can still mock poor rural whites. Fell in Kentucky, Floyd County, Kentucky. Bet it's pretty this time of year in Kentucky. It's pretty every time of year in Kentucky. You ever been to Kentucky? Gorgeous. Yes, and uh, Dwight Yoakam has written uh, songs about that very county. Oh, really? Yeah. How interesting. Uh, Kentucky man's uh, cousin. It's all hopped up on the meth. Apparently, he's gone to stealing whatever he can carry to uh, to sell so he can buy more meth. It's tearing the family apart. It's absolutely terrible. Uh, the perpetrator has been rounded up and is being held on bond, charged with receiving stolen property, including, among other things, a cheese grater. And what sort of heartless... Soulless son of a bitch would steal your cheese grater. You got a block of cheese, you got a taco, you got nothing. Hold on, you don't put have a cheese big grater. Chunks of cheese on there? Well, then you got a cheese o. It's not a taco, right? Listen to this poor fellow. Must have been a bad batch around here because Floyd County's went crazy in the last four days. When I finally got down here to the house to look see what happened, the door was standing wide open. It looked like he was packing up for a yard sale when he came out. He was lying, throwing his hands and. Saying stuff like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, you know how rogues do, and blaming on everybody else. 
he did pull a gun on me when I got back around the house because I guess he thought I was upset with him. Who steals a cheese grater? He's got the works, Lysol. He stole an empty bottle of spray. What got me the most was my soap. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? <laughs> he stole an empty bottle of Lysol? Wow. Soap! Who steals soap? Like rogues do. <laughs> That's my favorite part. That's beautiful. I am absolutely delighted by Southern accents, and I hope they understand the good nature in which my entertainment comes from. <laughs> like it is, it is a place of joy when I hear those sort of things. What did he do? He denied it, or what did he do? Like rogues do. Blamed other people. Oh, he blamed other people like rogues do. Yeah, I, I, I like his outrage, and he's absolutely right. Who steals a cheese grater? <laughs> What's a used cheese grater worth, you tweaking idiot? Who steals a cheese grater? Right. He's got the worst Lysol. He stole an empty bottle of spray. What got me the most was my soap. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? <laughs> that is a completely legit question, sir. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to get anything for a used bar of soap. Yeah. I mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, mean like a half-empty bottle of dish soap? I could kind of understand. I might pay a buck on the street for a half-empty bottle of dish soap. Like an old bar of soap? No, thank you. I don't know where you've been rubbing that thing. It is soap, so by definition, it's clean. But... But on the other hand, you rub it on your dirtiest parts. Oh, but that's what it's for. Right. Right, exactly. I don't want your bar of soap. That is really funny. we got to play that again later. Poor fella, outraged. Outraged. That's Armstrong and Gettys. Do we have uh, Turkey in the Straw, Michael, or theme from Deliverance or anything? I mean, it's completely unfair and uh, discriminatory, particularly since I like people like him. Uh, that's the and that is Armstrong and Gettys. Color, yes, colorful redneck theater. <laughs> pretty Thanks good. for coming, y'all. We'll be back soonish. That's pretty good. Perfect. <laughs> we'll be. We'll be back for next Sunday. You Sunday. see them blasting this out of their little shotgun shack, dancing around with no shoes on, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing that dance where it's all, mostly elbows for some reason. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. Right. I can do that dancing. That's right. He's doing it, folks. He's doing it. Hopping back and forth on one foot. Right. Pumping his hands up and down. And that's, uh, that's the way people in Kentucky live. That's right. Rarely shod. So, listen, uh, Eddie in San Diego pointed this out, uh, getting back to politics for a moment. After you guys covered McCain approval ratings by Democrats, 60%, Republicans around 40%, you mentioned uh, Pelosi Schumer pushing for naming the Senate office building after late senator. Without seeing or hearing the other coverage, I can't help but assume Pelosi was driving a clever wedge. If Republicans do it, they'll catch hell from the Trump crowd and Tea Partiers. Remember the IRS? That's right. McCain was behind the IRS going after the Tea Party groups. I had forgotten that. See, I, here's one of the reasons I'm so happy in life. Is I don't remember what I'm supposed to be mad at. I just don't. I can't hold a grudge because I don't remember who I'm supposed to be mad at and, and past offenses. It's really kind of liberating and scary. <laughs> but that's right. Yeah, John McCain, not Barack Obama was the prime mover in getting the Tea Party groups harassed by the IRS. Uh, if they don't do it, they'll catch hell from the McCain Republicans, veterans, Democrat, the media, who really love mavericky Republicans who go against their party but don't actually win. 
media in 2000 and 2008. Isn't McCain great? He's the type of Republican you should vote for if you have to. I remember that. That's true. Media in 2008 in general. John McCain is a racist, sexist, bloodthirsty warmonger, and history will judge him harshly. Can we now move on to this historic coronation of President-in-waiting Barack Obama? Oh, it's only September. I guess a couple more months of fawning won't hurt. That's a pretty good description of what it was like in 08. And when does the media fawn over a Democrat who often votes with Republicans? That'd be, that'd be Joe Manchin, yeah. for instance. Is he held up in high regard by the media as, as what we all need in America? No. No, absolutely. That's a great example. No, absolutely not. Hey, a great analysis, Eddie. Keep it huh. coming. That's really good. Um, yeah, I, you know what? Listen, I I don't need to speak ill of John McCain because I'm not mad all the time. The guy's just passed. You know, give it some time. He served the country, endured hell as a war veteran, et cetera, et cetera. But there's there's a danger, particularly in conservative circles, of being worshipful of military uh, folks and military service. Respectful is absolutely appropriate. Worshipful is not. I've known many, many people in the armed services, and and you folks who who served have known more than I have. You've known some real a-holes, haven't you? You've known some dishonest people who served. You've known some people who have no character. Uh, You know, the the military attracts many millions of people over the last uh, couple of decades. Uh, They're not all saints. I know somebody well who does security on military bases around the world, and who they're arresting is other people in the military stealing from each other. Right. (laughs) That's what they're doing. They're police on the base stopping that guy who's in the military stealing from that guy. So the vast majority of you folks listening who have three or four uh, brain cells to rub together, I'll get this easily. Some of you won't, and there's no helping you. It's also possible that somebody would serve with great honor, um, and, and we should respect them and thank them till the day they die and then afterward. And in the many decades after they got out of the service, they became a different person or a self-serving person, or a dishonest person, or what have you. It's okay to respect somebody in their service and then say, but I disagreed vehemently with the guy, and I wish he hadn't been in, in the Senate all those years. Yeah, a lot of people are saying blaming others like rogues do as a keeper for the Armstrong and Getty show for years to come. That is a great phrase, yeah. and who steals soap? Blaming other people like rogues do. Yeah, that is great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. It's easy to get hung up on the Clem stuff and, and miss what a great speaker the guy is. I mean, this is great. Who steals soap? I mean, that's good. <laughs> Appalachian poetry. Like lo- rogues do, et cetera. The guy's saying stuff like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. You know how rogues do. And blaming on everybody else. Yep. Amen to that, brother. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Got a new report. Trump ignoring White House lawyers moving toward pardoning Paul Manafort. Pollution, it turns out, is making us dumber, and I have a very important Alec Baldwin update coming up minutes from now. I don't think Trump can resist pardoning Manafort just because it would make everybody go crazy, and he enjoys it when everybody goes crazy. If I were a betting man, wait a minute, I am. I'd say he's going to pardon him. Absolutely. Sooner or later. Wow. So Marshall's news on the way, and mental illness and guns at some point. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, Wall Street Journal op-ed writers say the uh, the deal with Mexico is worse than the deal we had before. 
according to the Wall Street Journal. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Some improvements from NAFTA, but notably worse in many ways. So uh, m- more on that coming up in a little bit. I tend to take the uh, point of view of those folks with a grain of salt. You have to be careful. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Global corporations don't necessarily put American interests first. Don't necessarily. Right. They absolutely do not. I'm trying to be diplomatic. (laughs) They absolutely do not. Yeah, a lot of the Wall Street Journal crowd, they love the idea of open borders or... Or uh, wages dropping for average Americans? Doesn't matter to them. Is the corpora- sure. Are the corporations doing well? Yeah. Is their stock going up? That's all they care about. If they can import 50 million third-worlders into the United States and cut wages by a third, they'd do it today. Sure. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we got a new report out. Vanity Fair reporting the president has discussed the potential of granting his former campaign chair, Paul Manafort, a pardon, which puts him at odds with the White House counsel. Don McGahn. I hate to nitpick. I'm always a little troubled anytime. On the other hand, I hate to have nits crawling all over me. Huh? So nitpicking is a good idea. Pick them! Regularly, these news outlets say the president has discussed this. Is this probably... Yeah, he's discussed war with North Korea. He's discussed pardoning Manafort. He's discussed... um, uh, Can he pardon himself? It's... You know, there's lots of things I discuss. What if this happened? What if we did this? What if we did that? Do you think we ought to do this? No, probably not. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, go on, Marshall, with your liberal sl- slanders well, of the brave gent who's trying to lead this country. This story originated yeah. in the Washington Examiner, not like the Post or the Times, which gives it some more credibility. Continue right? with your bipartisan slanders. White House counsel Don McGahn is adamantly against the idea. As a result, Trump is reportedly indicated he's willing to hire a new lawyer to draft a pardon for Manafort. Vanity Fair quoting a former official, he really at this point doesn't care. He'd rather fight the battle. He doesn't want to do anything that would cede executive authority. Well, so you're arguing with the possibility of this, even though you stated a few minutes ago you think he will do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I just think the I like people's jaws dropping part of Donald Trump would override anything else. Well, he loves people's heads exploding. He just loves it. Well, and you just can't underestimate how obsessed he is with the idea of people questioning the legitimacy of his presidency. And his... this It's funny. This is such a great, like, college ethics class moral dilemma. So if your enemies, who would do anything to destroy you, launched a, a fishing expedition investigation of everything you've ever done and said... And happen to find out that one of your buddies is completely crooked. And they prosecuted and convicted him in front of a jury of his peers for being crooked as a corkscrew. Is there some sort of moral imperative to stand up for him because it was all because of you that he got in trouble? Well, we know what the fact that he's as crooked as can be. We know what reason enough to not do it. We know what the jury thought. Did you see that juror on yes. uh, Fox the other day when she gave an interview? She said, "I'm a Trump supporter." She said, "I rode to the courthouse with my Trump hat in my car, MAGA, my Make America Great." So yeah. a lot of people would think you can't have her on the jury. Well, she said, I didn't want him to be guilty, but he was. Apparently, you can have her on the jury because she was really hoping that Manafort wasn't guilty because they're out to get Trump. But she said, there's no getting around it. He did this stuff. He's a crook. Fine. Justice Department official Bruce Orr testifies on Capitol Hill today about his connections to that former British spy who wrote the now infamous dossier about President Trump's alleged Russia connections. Oh, boy, you want to talk about perjury traps. This guy is in it up to his neck. 
I can't wait to hear it. Or is going to be questioned in the closed-door session of the House Oversight closed Committee. Closed doors, boo. Yeah, behind closed doors. He will likely be asked, obviously, about the Steele dossier compiled by Christopher Steele in Fusion GPS, where Orr's wife worked. Yeah, and- this, this, uh, that triumvirate of, of, of stink will come out eventually. The triumvirate of stink. That's right. Bruce Orr and his wife, who work for GP, uh, Fusion GPS, yeah. who are in bed with Russian oligarchs, who were in bed with the, uh, what's his name, who ran Fusion GPS, who were in bed with Hillary and company. Yep. There, there's something funky going on there. By the way, Michael, uh, at the end of the segment, I'd love to hear the country pop 1970s classic from Charlie Rich, Behind Closed Doors. Wouldn't that wow. be delightful? Wow. I haven't heard that schmaltzy. <laughs> well, I don't want to be too critical. Uh, the, the hit record in a very, uh, very long time. Turns out, my friends, breathing dirty air is bad for your brain. Got a new study found air pollution can make people dumber, with prolonged exposure affecting cognitive abilities, particularly in older men. Researchers discovered that people's verbal and mass scores fell as their cumulative air pollution exposure increased. Wow. That's scary. Yeah, that's damn scary. Yep. They're saying cognitive decline or impairment are potential huge risk factors in developing Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia. Wow. That's something. Well, thank goodness for the progress that's been made thus far, and let's keep striving to make more. Indeed. And one final note, Alec Baldwin is joining the cast of Joker. The Hollywood Reporter says Baldwin has been tapped to play Bruce Wayne, Batman's father, Thomas Wayne. Joaquin Phoenix is going to be playing the Joker in this version. And Robert De Niro is also on board for the film. Wow, those are some heavyweights. Who's playing Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne? Is he in this? Uh, I'm, so, I'm so sick. <laughs> Lil Wayne's not part of the Bruce Wayne family. He's not? No. 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 I'm no. sorry. No. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so many of these people, because they're so active in the politics scene, yeah. De Niro and Baldwin, right. I'm so sick of them. But, right. uh, you know, doing their thing, they're still really great. It could be great in a Batman movie. Didn't you call uh, Robert De Niro Americans, uh, America's embarrassment as of like a decade ago? Probably. That he's no longer a good actor? Probably. All right, that's your news. Just plays De Niro over and over again. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Michael, let's ring the bell. Small point of clarification for me and my four friends who care. This is actually a Joker movie, not necessarily a Batman movie. It's kind of focusing on his origin and stuff. Will Batman be in it? Uh, don't know. Don't know. Batman's dad apparently will be in it. You could do a Joker movie with no Batman. You gotta have Batman in it. It's an idiotic notion. Maybe a cameo. Or just yeah, like to walk it, through a scene. Most likely, yeah. You uh, see him in the background. A young yeah. Wayne of some sort. They make movies for grown-ups anymore. <laughs> so it's Bruce Wayne. What's the, the woman that lives there? Wasn't there a aunt so-and-so? Or? <laughs> Alfred was the butler. Yeah, Alfred was the yeah. butler. And then, right. then, then right. what's little Wayne? Yeah. Little Wayne, dude. Little Wayne, he's a rapper. He's, <laughs> right. yeah. he's their son, the rapper. <laughs> he may just walk in the background. I'll tell you what, back when this record was a hit, they made movies for grown-ups. Back when you could say Merry Christmas. That's right. Huh? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Old Ashley, man, 
said, son, now can you sing a little bit more? A new study reveals uh, THC. THC appears in breast milk for up to six days after the mom has used marijuana. Yes. Yeah, so finally an explanation for why a lot of babies just can't hold a job. <laughs> that's amusing. But that's another marijuana joke. Everything's a joke about marijuana. There are no serious repercussions from marijuana abuse. Who's he yelling at? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I don't know. Who am I yelling at? Right. Yeah, like, that's right. We said we were going to talk about that. Yeah, that... It's uh, not heroin, but it's not nothing. Uh, it's like somebody uh, texted Trump. Being a shock jock president is the most consistent part of his personality. It may be. He's like shocking people. That's right. Uh, So a couple of things for you. What is in ranch dressing? Um, You should never eat or put anything on your body if you don't recognize the ingredients on the list. That's kind of a a rule people have. Maybe I like lecithin. How about xanthan gum or potassium, potassium benzoate, benzoate? Xanthan gum I'm hip to. Yeah, the, but yeah it's, it's a thickener. What's the ranch? As if I'm not thick enough. What's the ranch part of it? Why do they call it ranch dressing? And on the picture of the bottle, it's like a ranch. Usually. It's because, well, the Thousand Island doesn't come from, you know, any more than eight or 850 <laughs> islands, as far as I know. But it's a name. Well, I don't know. So anyway. This is, this is media scaremongering. Man, there's nothing better than a little ranch dressing on your pizza crust. I'm not, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever had ranch dressing. Oh, what? I'm telling you, if this was WW2, I'd shoot you in the belly right now. I know Because you are a German spy. I know people who will drink it straight. Really? I don't think I've ever had it. <laughs> there are those who are obsessed with it. Just it. Looks so like... you're an American, are you, Klaus? Who's Joe DiMaggio married to? Tell me that. I, I don't know. Bluey, bluey. I'd be shooting Jack. <laughs> It's just never, never eating ranch dressing. It just doesn't look like something I should eat. You ever heard of Lexington and Concord there? Klaus. And how's that fit Ferner. into ranch dressing? Um, so here's a story for you. I'm trying not to be, you know, I don't want to be all outrage or, or, or depressing stories. I mean, who wants to listen to that in the morning? Of course, that's what the news tends to be. Yeah, it's tedious. It's yeah, awful. Yeah, but um, this story. The Catholic Diocese of San Jose has purchased a five-bedroom, $2.3 million home in Silicon Valley for its retiring bishop, Bishop Patrick McGrath, 73. He acknowledged in an interview with the Mercury News that he could understand how the purchase might not sit well with some of his parishioners. (laughs) The 640,000 members who, uh, who... apparently are, are part of this because the, the mission statement is charity and serving the poor. Right. $2.3 million home for the bishop to retire into. 3,300 square foot home. Uh, listing a, has a grand-sized chef's kitchen, soaring ceilings, and a spa-like marble bathroom in a Tuscan estate. Right. In Silicon Valley, that'll cost you many millions of dollars. Why shouldn't you retire like that as the bishop of a church? That's just insane to me. Well, That's retire to freaking to Boise to cite an absolutely lovely place I've been to recently where the housing costs are like a tenth of Silicon Valley. It was, what the hell? That's just there's uh, that's outrageous. It was purchased with funds set aside for paying the cost of a bishop's housing and upkeep after after retirement. Give it to the poor, you hypocrites. Uh, McGrath said the diocese also gets proceeds from selling a condom many more his predecessor lived. Okay, well, that doesn't make it better. Make him live in a damn condo. Um, oh, it's not my church, but... 
The purchase appears at odds with McGrath's previously expressed concerns about housing inequality in Northern California. Ah, big activist on that, isn't he? One of his big issues. Many retired clergy choose to live in a retirement community in Mountain View sponsored by the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul. Okay, so you're living in a condo community, probably not... uh, well, obviously not near as expensive, and it's a charity thing that people think, okay, I'm willing to give money to the, they get to retire there. Okay, fine, that's fine. Um, McGrath said he wanted to live in a house so I'd have the freedom to help the diocese but not disturb the priests and the rectories. Oh, you want to have your own house so you don't disturb them. Right. It's not so you get to have your own house. Yeah, a big giant one. McGrath said he's not. In the middle of Silicon Valley again. Not Fresno, not Evansville, Indiana. The most expensive real estate in the world. Or not a tiny little place. Right. But a 3,300 square foot place with soaring ceilings and all the stuff you just heard about. That is disgusting. Yeah. And I don't know how you go for that. I mean, just, I just, I do not, I do not understand how people put up with it. It's that, you know, it gets the whole thing we have in politics with the, what we really want as human beings is a royal family. Yes. We want that. We have, and it's so crazy that it's the case but we want there to be a a a species of human that we see is better than us Mm -hmm. and they deserve more than us to lead us around because we i guess we don't feel like we're capable of leading ourselves whether it's politicians or, or or church people or whatever right well one might say we want gods and I if, guess. if the God we worship is is distant and you can't actually lay eyes on him well then we appoint humans to to fill the gig uh, in in by proxy, you know, you read the uh, the words, the letters of the founding papas. It becomes infinitely clear the Constitution isn't designed because nobody wants a king. The Constitution is designed because a lot of people want a king, and they thought, all right, how do we design a government where that just can't happen? No matter how many soft heads clamor for it. Well, the Catholic Church does have a king, right? And lots of princes that get to live in houses like this. I don't understand how you spend your whole life in theory dedicated to the church and the poor and all this different stuff and go around giving your speeches about housing inequality and then go into a $2 million place that's being paid for with money that's supposed to help the poor. And so moral drift. Right. So I get that among an individual. How do you end up with hundreds of thousands of people who are willing to pay for it? And don't get together and say, BS, you're not living in that house. Sell that place. Give the money to the homeless or whatever your cause is. You can go live in an apartment with that guy. You got into the bishop in business for a living. Turns out it isn't that cush of retirement. Whatever. Well, your choice. But again, I, I appreciate your point of view, but you've gone like 11 notches down the frugal highway. How about just three or four? Just not a big custom home in Silicon Valley, for God's sake. Yeah, I don't think you need How about 5,000 square feet in Hilly, Nevada? I'm not sure why bishoping uh, gives you a life of retirement where you get to have a home paid for by somebody else at all. But you're right. If you're going to do it, if you think that's okay, how about a $400,000 house somewhere a lot cheaper Instead of a $2.3 million home. $2.3 million. So uh, the other day, just 3,300 square feet. I'm glad he's got a lot of room to roam around. Oh, and he, he did that because he doesn't want to bother the other people. Oh, so it's well, selfless of him. What a load of crap. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, I did this the other day uh, after the show. We were sitting around, and I was looking at real estate porn, as I am wont to do. And um, I was looking at this house in the Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Carolina area. It was a huge custom house, just absolutely beautiful. It was on a promontory out in the middle of a lake. I mean, dream property had its own 
um, uh, dock and everything and huge windows and everything. It's a beautiful part of the world. And it was uh, $1.6 million. And then just for, I said, now watch this. Let me do this for you. And I went to Palo Alto, right in the middle of Silicon Valley. And for the same price, I found a just over 2,000 square foot little tract home with a one car garage on like an eighth of an acre for exactly the same price for $1.6 million. I mean, the, the, the contrast was astonishing. And listen, you live wherever you want and spend your money on whatever you want. It's none of my business. But the idea that he has to live in a big-ass house right there where real estate prices are mind-boggling. Among the most expensive in the world. Right, literally. Literally. People who live in downtown Tokyo are saying, holy crap, you pay that per square foot? Um, the idea that that's got to be is an obscenity. If I was going to be charitable... I would say the Catholic Church as an institution has fought corruption since its inception for hundreds of years. That would be a charitable way to put it. If I was going to be less charitable, I'd say the Catholic Church is utterly corrupt, top to bottom, and needs to be torn down to the studs. Whether wasting money or raping children. Right. Uh, update. McGrath has instructed the diocese to sell the house and give the money to Catholic charities. We got a bunch of texts from people in Good. his diocese. Okay, you know why? He got caught. He got caught, and it got into the media, and so now he's doing it. And he was perfectly willing to live that way. And yet, Jack, cabbies continue to whiz in the parking lots at FFO, San Francisco International Airport. Disgusting. Pools of urine. It's disgusting. We'll and we got to gotta, that we gotta get to the e-game shooter story. It's, it's kind of interesting how he got a gun, why he had a gun. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.